Welcome to the Oakcrest Podcast Channel. Oakcrest School in Vienna, Virginia challenges girls in grades 6 to 12 to develop their intellect, character, faith, and leadership potential to thrive in college and throughout their lives. On today's podcast, Head of School Dr. Mary T. Ortiz considers ways that Oakcrest families can finish the school year well, highlighting the important role of parent leadership along the way. Friday, Head of School Coffee. We've decided to pre-record this so that you can um, you know, listen to it. But as you know, we're excited to have uh, some parents here on campus tomorrow, and I'll be delivering this live. So um, anyway, here I am in my office, and I'm happy to have you uh, more or less with me. Um, I'm going to jump right in. Um, I'm wearing red because it is Senior Appreciation Day, and red is the color that we, is the senior color. So if you were here today, you would see um, many, many people, students, faculty, everyone just sort of, you know, donning this celebratory red to celebrate our wonderful senior class, the class of 2021. Um, so I have a longstanding uh, tradition, I guess you could say a habit of situating myself uh, before I face any task um, of any worth, not, not any task, but a task of worth, and, or when I face a crossroads or a maybe even um, something big, even a test of faith, something that requires a decision or in any way challenges me. Um, it could be a tangle of emotions. It could be a variety of things. Um, I like to situate myself. I call it taking stock. And um, I like that um, kind of mercantile metaphor. Um, it reminds me, it's very practical of, you know, before you go food shopping, if you really sort of have your act together, uh, I'm sure you, you know, look in the closet, look in the pantry, look in the fridge, take stock. You know, what do we have? What do we need? Um, and then jot down on your grocery list. Sort of that's the image. So when I'm faced again with a task or a challenge or a problem, I take stock. I ask myself, you know, what do I have? What do I need uh, in order to face a situation? So my task today, it's simple. I thought, okay, it's uh, March 11th, March 12th, um, and we're at this time in the school year. What would be the best? What could I offer really to our parents? that would help them be the best support for their daughter, or you could also say accompany their daughter in the last few months of an amazing school year. What considerations could I offer that would be of most help to you? And when I say support, I can't help but think of an image that someone shared with me, um, and I'm gonna have my visual here. She went to a school with the same mission as Ocrest. And she said that one, one thing she learned um, from a teacher there, I think, is that the student, it's very simple, but it's very nice. The students are the plants, you know, the flowering plant. The parents are the supports. Um, the orchid is perfect for this, these little support stalks. Um, and the mentors and the faculty are the little clips. So we're keeping the students, you know, um, together with your parents. Uh, we're really sort of the bond, and I really like that. So again, I, our job is to support you in your task as primary educators. So again, I was thinking, what what could help? So what do we have now? We have uh, limited time, 
really. It's about two and a half months and we will be done with school, which is kind of amazing. But that limited time is still enough time to ensure a great ending. That's really important. We can reasonably hope for success because we have, uh, it doesn't seem like a lot, two and a half months, but it actually is uh, a good amount of time to, to really um, kind of come up with a strategy to end, um, to end really well. So that's what we have. What do we need? Uh, and that's what I was thinking about. So just to, to uh, give you some ideas. The first thing that struck me is this. It's, it's basic, but how important it is to accept your mission as leaders and to prepare for that as best you can. So you are in the lead as parents. Your daughters are going to follow you. Um, you might think, you know, I wish they would or they don't, but parents, you know, young people follow their parents on the deep things. I mean, they may, re they rebel at certain moments. There can be a lot of things going on on the surface, but uh, when it comes to really important things, you are in the lead and they will follow. Um, so I think that's important. I like to think, uh, you know, fairly often of what is required for those who are in the lead, who are at the front of the line, you could say. Those who have a mission of service leadership. It's clear, obviously, that I have that mission, our faculty have that mission, but it is certainly the mission of parents, um, religious leaders, uh, again, school leaders, all of us have that mission of, of service leadership. So it's very important to fully accept that, um, regardless of your own weakness, your own fallibility, your own past mistakes, um, anything like that. That's really not what's important. You have to lead with confidence uh, because you have accepted the responsibility and you've prepared for it as best you can. I think that's really important. Um, some of the things that can get in the way that can make things a little bit difficult, um, just good old fashioned tiredness, uh, that can be a real, an obstacle for leading well. Uh, we know there are different things that can help with tiredness, sleep being one, rest, etc. But it can be discouragement, that can be an obstacle, just thinking, gosh, you know, focusing on the past mistakes that you've made, whatever, um, a lack of confidence in any way. Um, or even a, a, a tendency to perfectionism can really be an obstacle. You know, if I'm not going to lead perfectly, I'm, I'm just not going to lead at all or um, things like that. So um, really, really important. And I wanted to give you two kind of prosaic examples of the kind of leadership that we want to avoid. Uh, the first one is the classic case of the teacher in a fire drill. Obviously, this is something that is very um, apropos for my life here, but it's important that, um, just to give you a little insight there, very simple, but in a fire drill, we remind the teachers that they have to lead the girls. And it sounds very obvious, but there is a goodwill tendency to um, kind of lead from behind, to make sure, you know, let, let a student take the front. I remember doing this uh, as a young, young teacher many years ago, you know, this competent girl gets in front. What I want to do is make sure we have everyone. So I'm kind of running around in the background, um, making sure all the kids are there, kind of shepherding from behind. 
And I remember being told very clearly that uh, that is not a good idea. Um, and the example given was just, you know, um, you don't want to put the, the, the head of the line uh, in the hands of a 13-year-old, no matter how competent she is, because, you know, what happens if, um, you know, the way is blocked um, and suddenly that the way that we always take out of the classroom, you know, there's some construction going on or something and she has to actually make a decision, you know, oh, that's not very good. Um, she doesn't really have the maturity or the life experience or whatnot um, to be able to make a, a, an important decision very quickly. Or God forbid, it, you know, there is a fire and it gets smoky and the teacher in the back suddenly can't really make her way forward to the line to make that decision and to take a different route. So it's a simple thing, but um, it, it really struck me. I was like, gosh, I, I really do see the, the, the importance of that the teacher has to be immediately take the lead and encourage the kids to follow her. Simple, but good. The second example of uh, not the best leadership is uh, I, an example from my brother. Uh, my brother and his wife were in an earthquake in Los Angeles, I think it was 1993. Um, and they were absolutely terrified as you can imagine being East Coasters. They took, they had two small children and they, you know, some things had fallen in the apartment. My brother, uh, you know, takes his wife, the kids, goes to the door of the apartment, opens it, yells into the big courtyard, everyone get out now. Uh, and at which point the superintendent of the building said, do not listen to that man. Uh, everybody do not get out, go back, go under, you know, some, I don't know how to deal with an earthquake, but go under a door, lintel, go under something but do not listen. So of course they turned around, they went under the kitchen table, they prayed, et cetera. And uh, it's somewhat of a, thank God no one was hurt in the apartment, there was no damage. And we sort of joke with my brother who was so willing to shout out directions, um, you know, without actually knowing what to do. So he was promulgating incorrect information. Um, you know, it all worked out, but it would have been better if he actually had known what to say. It was flawed, a flawed emotional response. So as parents, we, and, and you know, you, you really want to embrace, I think, good leadership. Um, I think you want to, I would say you want to embrace your grace-filled vocation as leaders of your children and take the time needed to prepare to lead well. And in this case, to lead your daughter well so she gets maximum benefit from a really, uh, what has really been a beautiful, but a, a very challenging year. So this first step um, in, is listening to me today. Um, that's good. And the second is taking time to reflect on what I'm going to say, very simple. In light of your daughter's struggles this year, just go back over what have her, you know, the chief struggles been what are her victories? Uh, what are some of her victories? Um, and just to kind of put together what I'm going to say with, with the real situation of your own daughter. And I think the result of that is you're going to have a thoughtful, prepared perspective to help her in a real way to grow significantly as a person and as a student. Uh, and you will not be leading from behind like the teacher who, you know, goodwilled myself gathering up the kids 
and missing the fact that she needed to be moving forward decisively. And you will not be like my brother uh, giving, you know, in this emotional reactive outburst, uh, shouting, you know, incorrect directions. So practical point. I think it's great to, uh, you know, think about this. Choose the best time and the best place to talk with your spouse. That's a, a wonderful habit that um, many Ocrest parents over the years have shared with others. Um, I can think of two couples who I just, they're known for, one was their Thursday date night, um, that that was sacred, and the other was Saturday night, you know, that they would, you know, go out to dinner as a couple, and they really, pers they persisted in this, um, and their kids, one of them, the kids are all grown up, the other ones, they still have younger kids, but they, they really persist, um, and I love that, but you could think about whatever works for you, it could be sitting on a park bench, um, with a great cup of coffee. It could be walking. I mean, the weather now just welcomes this. Um, I love to go to the Bishop Garden in the National Cathedral, which is near me, just as a, a think time. Um, you may want to go to Meadowlark Gardens, which is close to Oakcrest, whatever. But the key point here is good leadership is not improvised. Um, it, it does require uh, some think time preparation. And it, it can, doesn't need to be hours. You might be saying, oh, Mary, I would love to do that. I don't have the time. But um, it doesn't mean hours. It can be relatively short. And sometimes it just really has to be, and that's fine. Do it. Bring a notebook. It's great. I would leave your phones aside. But anyway, so that's key. And so here are, so you've got that. Make that happen. And then here are some tried and true principles of finishing well for a middle school student or an upper school student. You have to, you have to um, figure out, you, know, you have to know where you are. So here they go. Here I go. The first one is don't get on the roller coaster. You'll hear me say that. I learned that uh, from wise uh, educators. Don't get on the roller coaster. Uh, the roller coaster means a state of emotional confused estimation of reality and the roller coaster is you know it's part of our life you know we all can get on the roller coaster um, but we don't want to do that so for that I think it, it's important to um, to bring this into your thinking for your daughter the successes and failures um, of these years I call them the growing up years old-fashioned term, but the successes and failures of middle school and upper school are not nearly as important as they seem to the girls. As you know, um, they seem very important to the girls. They can seem life-changing, life-shattering, etc. Um, and that's understandable. They did probably to us when we were their age, but we know that they are not. The girls need adults in their life, uh, that's you, that's, you know, people here, to help them see the long view. That is one of the main things you offer is the long view. But sometimes we get on the roller coaster. We are precisely the people who forget the long view. So don't forget that you need to um, make sure that you remind yourself constantly of the deepest truths. And you need, I would think you need a place in your schedule for that. 
whether that's daily daily prayer, um, daily reflect, reflection, um, whatever it is, you need it. We all need it to remind ourselves constantly um, in a very positive way of the deepest truths. St. Jose Maria, the founder of Opus Dei, is my go-to man for many things. And on this, he I think there's second to none. He says this beautiful point, forward, joyfully, determinedly. He said, to those who love God, everything is good. In life, everything can be put right, everything except death. And for Christians, or believers, children of God, death is life. And that's life with a capital L. So death is the beginning of eternal life. And I really love that because um, sometimes, I mean, we all face problems. And for the girls, sometimes it's the first time they've faced whatever problem it is, whatever failure it is. We've faced it maybe many times. So we know it's not really the end. But when it's the first time you face it, it really can seem to be very, very difficult, very tragic. Um, and there's, it's normal. It's really normal. But I love that um, point of, you know, everything has a solution in this life. Really, it does when you really think about it. Um, and again, I love that. I love that confidence. So we have to know what's really important and what's of relative importance. Uh, some people say that's the definition of wisdom. Um, so it's really not easy, but again, um, that's our job. And we can all say very honestly, we forget it. Um, we may forget it many times a day. We forget it when we value something um, we, really more than it's really worth. Um, but we, we know how to come down. We know how to ground ourselves. We've been through many situations in lives, life, and this is what we have to share with the girls. So leaders do need to know what's important and what isn't. Um, they need to help those who look to them for wisdom and example. Um, that's key. So don't get on the roller coaster yourself. Again, if you find yourself getting on it, which is very normal and human, you might say, okay, what am I going to do? So I remind myself of what really is important. But anyway, that's important. And then help your daughter get off uh, as well. And I think that's really good. And part of your think time, think question is when you're sitting on that park bench or at that coffee shop or taking a walk with your husband or your wife, it's really good to say what really is most important to us as parents. Like, if your daughter said, you know, what's the most important thing for you when you say like, okay, end well, well, what is the most important thing? Really good. It's really good to think, hmm, what is the answer to that question? Okay, number two, finishing well does not mean getting A's in every subject or fives on every AP exam or into the college of your choice. That is not the definition of finishing well. It's really a finishing well is really more a, a multiple choice question, I would call it. And these are some of the um, some of the things it, it can mean uh, doing your best. That may be, you know, I think that's a very, very wise point. But again, you're going to have to tease this out for your daughter and, and help, you know, be honest. Um, that's really good for the kids to say, you know what, 
um, yeah, like this is my best in this class, this grade or this whatever, it really truly is my best. Um, or it may be honestly, it's not really my best and this is why. Um, I think I can do better because I, I think I could study better or I think I could have asked the teacher for more help. Anyway, what is your best? Doing What is doing your best? Another th finishing well is, I think you could say, getting to know your strengths and your weaknesses. Great. You know, I'm really, after this year, after these courses, I've seen like these are some really good, strong, these are strong points for me, or this is a strong point, um, and name it. Or, and, and then this is a challenge, you know? I'm really not that good at projects. Why? Hmm. You know, maybe I have the wrong expectations of them, or I don't know what the answer is, but getting to know strength, at least a few strengths, a few weaknesses, figuring out a little bit better on how, how to study. And that's a, how to study, how to work. Again, lifelong. So it's fantastic if the girls along these years get more and more insight into that. It's going to serve her for the rest of her life. You know, I'm, I really need um, to start my homework right away when I come home. Or I, I think it's better for me to take a break um, and do this or whatever, and then go at my work. All of those things, it's really good self-knowledge. And the last is taking responsibility for your, for everything really, but for your work. Really amazing point in maturity. This is one of the best. So uh, not shifting the blame, not, um, you know, whatever. It, it doesn't help. It doesn't solve anything. It can make you feel good for about a minute, um, but it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. So taking responsibility, again, you know, um, those good things, I take responsibility. I'm, I'm happy and you know, I worked hard. It was great. And these are the things I kind of slacked off, but I, I recognize it and I can see where I can do better. These are all really good things. You Again, you want to have in your mind, you want your daughter to come out of this year a little bit better as a, as a lifelong learner, um, owning her learning. Um, and it really, really solid growth in self-knowledge. Um, and I will say one of the joys of my conversations with our alum, and I've had so many over the years, and I love them and I continue to have them, is I love to see how the girls bring these lessons to college. And it's just so much fun. They'll say things like, you know, I'm so glad this teacher was kind of tough on me with a deadline because I realized, you know, I was one of few people in, you know, this class in college who actually made the deadline. Um, you know, I mean, small things, but you're like, and you see the joy that they have. Okay, next thing, finishing well is not just about academics. Uh, we are about educating the whole person, which is wonderful. I mean, it, it couldn't be better, uh, a better education. So I would imagine in your conversation, again, going back to your conversation, your husband or wife, like, well, what is finishing well from, for you know, our daughter? Let's also look at other areas because we're looking at the whole person. So I, one could be, you know, her spiritual life. I mean, not that, you know, it depends on her age as to how much you want to, freedom you want to give her here, but it's a great point. Um, 
and maybe just a thought question for her, you know, have you grown closer to God this year? You know, I'm not, you don't have to tell me, but, you know, or where is he? Maybe you want to, where is God in your life this year? Great. Um, have, what have you learned about being a good friend? What, what lessons, even if maybe one of them was kind of hard or, or difficult. So here you want to open horizons um, I think it's a great place to share stories. Um, you know, we all, you have different, I'm not going to, I don't know what your really specific relationship is with your daughter. So I have to go kind of general here, but your stories are so helpful. I always think parent stories are helpful. So maybe share some things about one year in your life um, where something happened and you learned to get, you learned something about your spiritual life, or maybe you've learned things this year you want to share. Um, your friend, your moments of, of learning about friendship. Um, I think it's really, really great. One of my stories, I remember, again, the same older brother who was in the earthquake. It's a very, he's just a very gregarious, funny person, uh, an open book, as you can imagine. But he said, um, he started going to confession, um, I think it was in college and then after college. And um, he was at some restaurant or something and he overheard uh, people who were gossiping about a colleague and um, you know they were really just kind of very very critical of a colleague and I think he told the guy he was with uh, this and he told me later he said you know just listening a little bit I he didn't go into it but he said just hearing the kind of gossip that was going on he said you know I, I thought I used to be able to do that I used to be really actually pretty good at that um, but ever since I started going to confession on a more regular basis, uh, he said, I, I, I just can't do it. I, I can't give into that. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm not perfect, but um, he's like, I just, I'm getting, getting to know myself better. And, um, and I thought, that's really great to explain like the effects, the good effects of going more regularly to confession. It really struck me, very honest. And my last point um, is finishing in itself is virtuous. And I love this. We are going to finish. Um, and that in itself, it, it, it requires virtue. Uh, from the book of Ecclesiastes, this great quote, better is the end of a task than its beginning. Great to think about. St. Josemaria, again, um, with a lot of wisdom, put a lot of emphasis on what he called laying the last stones. Say like that metaphor of a cathedral or a building. Um, he would sort of say like, it's not hard to put down the first stones. There's a lot of enthusiasm, but it takes a lot of virtue to put the last few. And he said, many people begin, but few finish. And why? Because it's hard. Um, it's hard to get over the finish line in um, probably literally in a race, but also in um, projects, you know, because you've, you've lost so many times that first enthusiasm, you know, it's just, it gets, it's boring um, or it's just, you know, it doesn't have the glow of that first inspiration. So that's, you know, important. And sometimes the kids wonder, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it. I mean, I'm sure you've heard this many times and certainly as they in school and like, that's the moment to say it's true. You know, we, we have those moments, but keep going because again, finishing is really the crowning act of virtue. 
um, you also have to give up on perfectionism and that's hard, it's hard to let go. You know, you thought it was gonna be this wonderful project and it's kind of mediocre. I know this can happen with, you know, baking, you know, you thought it was gonna be this great, you know, I don't know, French souffle and it's not great, <laughs> whatever it's, but it's done and it's ready, whatever it is, you pick, pick your area, but um, it takes humility to, um, to really, to, to accept what maybe isn't as great. I mean, maybe it is great and that's wonderful, but we have to be ready for maybe the finished product is, is not as great. But again, the virtue is perseverance, a beautiful, beautiful virtue. Um, so again, you can start out that way in a very positive way of saying, listen, we are, you are going to finish, we are going to finish. And going over the finish line is great in and of itself because it's perseverance. So just to wrap up, come up with some open-ended questions around these topics for your daughter uh, and really coach her positively. This is a positive thing, right? Help her see the opportunities for growth. We always want to have that growth mindset because it's true and it's real. And a growth mindset is a virtue mindset. Uh, mentors are going to be doing this. I will be doing this with my mentees. Um, I will be looking for that cup of coffee on the park bench um, to actually pull back and ask myself, um, it, how, what does it mean to finish well? Um, and maybe I'll get some surprising answers. Um, you know, maybe it's relying, I mean, relying more on prayer. Um, really, for me, it might be more just being honest, you know, really trusting God more. Um, this whole time has been a lot of that and it's hard, but it's great. So anyway, you can share with your daughter's mentor. Um, you know, this, this is what we, it doesn't matter that the conferences are over. You can send an email, pick up the phone. You know, this is what we're talking about at home as to how she can finish well. And I'll end to say, um, I'm enthused to think about how blessed our girls are to have been in school all year. Um, and, and, you know, I've been thinking about this, of course, all year. Now it's a little bit easier because we are coming into the home stretch. But I think it's good to be, um, to recognize that there have been sacrifices um, involved, you know, from all parties and that's natural. And maybe you can talk to her about this, that like whenever we want to accomplish something that's important, but also difficult, it really means that everyone involved is going to have to give of themselves for the sake of the common goal. And she has been part of this. Um, you have been part of this, right? Um, and I think not to um, so like pat ourselves on the back so much as to just recognize in truth that we've all been part of this um, and, and that's good. So um, I think that I would say when the goal, this, this idea of a common goal, when the, the goal is good, beautiful, and true, we talk about the good, the beautiful, and the true, or the, whatever way you want to, whatever order, when the goal is that way, it draws us and it really makes the sacrifices seem pretty light. Um, there's a Kenyan proverb that I love to quote that captures this. It says, climbing a mountain is easy when there's a friend waiting for you at the top. And I think for all of us, we wanted in-person education. We, that, that was you know the friend waiting at the top. Like that's what we really want. So whatever sacrifices were made really are 
kind of light in comparison to this great goal. Um, and I think it's really good to talk to her, your daughter about how you're going to end not just any year, but this specific year well, and acknowledging what has been hard for her because of COVID. Um, maybe it's at Ocrest or not just at Ocrest, and helping her see really the point of those challenges. That's where I want to go. We're not, we're not, it's not about being a Pollyanna and not aware that things are hard and they can be hard. Um, so acknowledge what was hard for you. Um, and maybe it's not much, or maybe it is something. And help her to see, you know, you've played a part in helping the school year go well. Everybody here has played some part in this. Um, and maybe you could come up with where, I want, where do you want to go with this, like this specific year, and help her come up with some resolution. Maybe it's, you know, I'm going to thank my teachers uh, a little bit more. I don't know. I'm going to, you know, from here on in, I'm not going to complain about, I don't know, something that just really drove her batty. Um, we all have something like, oh, it really bugs me. Well, I'm, I'm just going to drop it. Um, or I'm going to try to get to know some new girls in my class. I haven't really gotten to know all of them um, because it's been harder, but I'm going to reach out to the one or two that I still don't know well. I've got a couple of months left because, again, your daughter has been part of a really awesome adventure uh, that has had its hard moments and going way back. We are the ones that listen. We acknowledge the truth of things that are not easy, but at the same time, going back to those leaders um, that have the grace, we're the ones that really help ourselves first, but everybody like turn and see the good, um, see the growth. So I think that's um, really what we're doing. So um, thank you for listening. And um, I know I'll be seeing, I think some of you, um, and as we go forward, I'll be seeing more and more of you all of the time, which is a source of great joy. And thank you um, for you know the parent-teacher mentor conferences. Everybody was happy to see you. I was very very happy, and I really appreciate people taking the time and just jumping in, and um, and so forth. So thanks so much, and uh, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Take care.